Hello, everyone. This is Jeremiah Swords, and joining me right now is Senior Calvin Bertram. Calvin and I just recorded a podcast episode with Scott Schweitzer, and he has been Calvin's golf coach and baseball coach at Campbell County High School for, what did you say, four years? Four years. So, so each, and, and he coached you four years in both sports, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're one of the lucky ones that got him for for four years for that. So Lord every day. Oh, absolutely. So Calvin, what did you think about the episode with Coach Schweitzer? I was very different than I've known him the last four years. You know, I always see him as more of a coach and everything, and see him in that. But no, you know, getting more of his backstory and how he was able to connect his sports world to becoming a teacher, and how many people helped him along the ways and help push him and becoming a teacher and everything. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that I really enjoyed in talking with Coach Schweitzer, and I chose to interview him for a reason because, you know, he is a, a guy who you see guys like Coach Schweitzer walk in the hallways every day, guys that may or may not know exactly what they want to do, but they know they love sports and they know they may have an opportunity. And he's absolutely maximized and utilized his opportunity in sports. Um probably one of the most educated people that I know. And uh, he's got the certifications and the uh, degrees to back it up. And, you know, that didn't happen by accident. A lot of hard work and effort went into that. And so, um, you know, I I really enjoyed listening to him tell his story. What was something that maybe you didn't know about Coach that you found out when we went through our podcast? Probably just how he says that he does, you know, he's much more than a sports guy and how he talks about how, he doesn't want to be just defined as the sports guy, but that he's another person besides just that. And I thought that was very interesting. What did you think about his uh, journey through public schools? It's different than most. He went went and had, when he was younger, he started at different schools, and everything, and mm-hmm. you know, changed schools sophomore year when they built the new one. And then when he went back to teaching, he taught at multiple different places, but was still within the district, which I thought was very interesting too. Absolutely, and. You know, one of the things that I truly enjoyed about this episode, and I don't know that you would get it, but these were all people that, you know, these were people Scott grew up with. These were people that I met when I started working in the school system. And uh, those names are just imprinted on both of our hearts, but for different reasons. And Scott got the opportunity to be taught by them, to be led and mentored by them. But then I came into it, like I grew up somewhere else. And so when I came here, you know, I got to meet a lot of the same people. And so we both had a lot of really positive experiences with a lot of the same folks. And he mentions a ton of names that are just tried and true Campbell County folks. And, you know, I I think that was probably one of my favorite questions that you got a chance to ask about, like why Campbell County is so important to him. And, you know, I I hope the audience enjoys uh, the episode. Calvin, I appreciate you helping out on this. Um, Thank you. You know, you put in good effort and good work. So appreciate you, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Audience, I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a great episode and thank you for your time. Hello, everyone. This is Jeremiah Swords, and we're going to be continuing the Telling Our Story podcast series where we highlight and talk to public educators or people who have been impacted by public education. Our second interview is going to be with Campbell County teacher Scott Schweitzer. He is a former professional baseball player that has been a teacher and a coach for how long now, Scott? Uh, Just entered my 16th year. 
All right. Good deal. And you haven't always been at Campbell. You've been at a couple other schools too, correct? Yeah, I've been in the school district this whole time, but I started at a place called Campbell County Central. It was an alternative program that, that was housed at the old Alexian Elementary. And I did two years there. And then, um, God rest his soul, uh, Dave Samlin, as the principal at the middle school at the time, he uh, came over and recruited me, and I, and I worked at the middle school for three good years before transferring out here to the high school, and I've been here since. Excellent, excellent. And uh, you're absolutely right. God rest uh, Dave Sandlin's soul. is a great man. We're also going to be joined with senior Calvin Bertram, who is in the CCHS media communications classes, and he's also played baseball for Scott for a number of years. Calvin, how long have you been playing for Coach? Four years, entering four years. Entering year four. Great. All right, so uh, we'll go ahead and get started. Coach Schweitzer, can you tell us about your public school journey? Um, just any anything to give our audience a context about uh, how you've gotten to this point? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's pretty much started in Campbell County and stayed in Campbell County. Um, I, you know, was born in St. Luke and Fort Thomas and grew up on Poplar Ridge Road, just down the road from Campbell County Middle School. And um I attended two years of preschool at Main Street Baptist and then went on to uh, K through five at Alexander Elementary, six through eight at, at Riley Middle School. Um, and then I did, you know, my four years in high school and um, we opened the new school, which is now the school we're in now when I was a sophomore. Um, you know, I've left, I've traveled, I've been around like uh, Coach Short says, you know, I've been been multiple different places doing different things, but uh, ended up back home. And, and you know, uh, the school, the school system and the teachers, the teachers have been, were, were fantastic all the way through. Um, I can't remember any year where I can say that I didn't feel like the teacher did a good job and, and, and didn't get me to where I needed to be. And at the end of the day, you know, um, the, the, the people that, that were in charge of the classes and, and in charge of the schools. And I can remember Mr. Volker, he was my principal in elementary school and we actually shared the same birthday. And that was always a big deal when I was young. And I can remember just the years of, of having so much support and so many good people to push me to become the person I am today. And give us a little bit of context and in, in your story about your, your journey in baseball. Where did you wind up going after high school uh, to, to play college ball? And, and tell us a little bit about those experiences. Okay. I, I mean, I'll say this, that I'm probably a prime example for a kid that uh, athletics and education and why it's important. Um, as, as a high school senior, I was not interested in going to college. I, I wanted to play baseball in college, and that's all I wanted to do. Um, and, you know, that's now what I preach against. But at the same time, that's what I wanted to do as a kid. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to get a scholarship. I went to Aquinas College in Nashville, Tennessee. I lived in downtown Nashville for two years. Um and then I was there and it was, you know, I had a lot of success. Um, you know, that was my first private school education uh, theory. I went to, it was called Aquinas. So it was St. Thomas Aquinas. It was a Catholic education. Um, and, and, it was, and it was way different than anything I'd been used to. But that, that's where I ended up. And I played two years there. And then after I left there, um, I, I went to Kentucky Wesleyan College in Owensboro. And I did two, two and a half years there. It took me four and a half to graduate. Um, with playing athletics, it gets very difficult to carry the necessary hours to get yourself through in four years. And and I had to go back for another semester and actually did a, a student assistant position at Kentucky Wesleyan for the fall semester and had to take nine more hours to graduate after I was drafted. You know, I was drafted in 2002 by the St. Louis Cardinals in the 18th round. Um, and, and, you know, I, I played from 2002 to 2005. 
in the Cardinals organization and, and came home in the July of 2005 and, and retired from my baseball playing days and uh, decided that I was going to become a full-time dad and a full-time husband and, and be a family man. That's a great story, Coach. Um, one of the things that I think it's interesting that you touched on is how your public school experiences kind of opened up that door. And you and I have talked you know, many, many times about players that you have coached in the past. And we were just talking about it a few minutes ago about, you know, when you're 17 or 18 years old and you're a senior, you think that you have your map and, and your life mapped out and you got everything figured out. And then um, you never know what kind of opportunities are going to open up and what kind of chances that you get. And, you know, you talked about how you, you know, just wanted to go play baseball and give that a shot in college. And now um, you are, you got your rank one, correct? Correct. And you, did you finish your principalship uh, or your leadership? Is yes. That, yes. Okay. That's, so, so I look back to college and if you would have said that I was going to become a teacher and, and you can ask the people that I graduated from school with, a lot of times when I tell them I'm a teacher, they, they kind of chuckle and, and can't believe that I'm a teacher because that that's not the path that, that I seen myself going in. And when I got out of baseball, you know, I, it was, I didn't know what I was going to do. And, you know, the, the funny thing is, is this good story is that when my parents moved houses about five years ago, um, they, they were going through cabinets and they found an envelope back in the back of a cabinet. And it was a time capsule that I did. I think it was third or fourth grade. So it would have been in, in Miss Smith or Miss Hale's class that we did a time capsule. And it was, you know, what are you going to be when you grow up? And the first answer was a baseball player. But I guess someone said, you know, so well, what's your backup plan if baseball doesn't work out? My next response on there was to work with bad kids. Um, and, and, you know, that's, I don't want to generalize and say that's what I do, but, but I work in a behavioral department and I've kind of specialized in working with students with behavioral needs. And to, to think that you look back that that many years ago, that third or fourth grade that I filled out that, uh, time capsule, it was pretty amazing. And, and, you know, like, like coach sort says, when you're, you know, you leave high school, it's, it's, it's often a night. And I have so many students, it's like, what do you want to do when you grow up? I'll oh, just be rich or own my own business. I want to be an entrepreneur. You know, everybody has that same, you know, it's, it's, they want to be rich. They want to be that. And, you know, I wanted to be a baseball player, but you know, those dreams are their dreams and they don't happen very often. But when I went to college, you know, I left the bubble of Campbell County and, and I, I, you know, I got really I had some culture shock when I left because I, I had lived here my whole life and I knew everybody, knew everything. And, um, and and when I went there, it was I was a, you know, a very small fish in a very big pond, especially living in downtown Nashville. Um, but but those experiences and meeting the guys that I met and meeting the people from all across, you know, Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, Georgia, Ohio, they were they came from all over. And, and it was it was a very good eye-opening experience for me. And then, you know, going to Kentucky Westland and going to Owensboro, it was like, it was totally another whole change of life. And then traveling, playing baseball, you, you learn so much. And it was like, you know, I, I, that's when I decided it's like, you know, there, there's two things I liked in life and, and I liked playing baseball and I liked working with kids and, you know, if baseball wasn't going to work, athletics wasn't going to work. Another, another Avenue that I could to impact kids was be a teacher and, and, you know, a lot of people that, you know, you think and it's they look and it's like, well, you know, the only reason you're teaching is because you want to coach. And that couldn't be farther from the truth for me, because when I got out of baseball, I was I was done with baseball. I, I wanted to come home and I wanted to find a job and, and, and figure out what I wanted to do. But, but the thing of it is, is I wanted to be a teacher because I had substitute taught all those years, but I couldn't do that because I didn't have a teaching certificate. So, um, 
you know, Stephanie Duncan, she, she was a former paraeducator. I met her when I was subbing. She worked at Cincinnati or Cincinnati. She worked at Campbell County day treatment. Um, and she worked in that program and I met her and I ran into her of all places, the Alexander world's fair in September of 2002, the end of August, beginning of September. And Stephanie approached me and said, you know, we have an opening position at this, at this alternative school program. You really need to look into it. And, you know, my response was, you know, Stephanie, I don't have a teaching certificate. I can't do this. I can't, you know, but she persisted. And I did, I, uh, I came in for an interview and I remember Marlene Jones was in there. Um, I think Miss Alfred, uh, Linda Alfred was in there. She, I think she was the director of special ed at the time. And, and Marlene was a, was the assistant director. And I remember I did the interview and when I left the interview, they called me and offered me the job. And I, at first I, I didn't, I couldn't take it, didn't take it, didn't want to take it. But then I started doing, you know, and I was like, well, this is what I wanted to do. And then after about three weeks uh, of being in it, Marlene got me in touch with the people at, at NKU um, uh, for an alt cert program. Um, I began my journey of an alt cert. I went to alternative uh, certificate route and got that in special education uh, through NKU. Um, I took the praxis, passed the praxis, did all that, did my student teaching. And then when I got done, I was like 12 hours short of my rank of my master's in special ed and my rank in my rank two because I'd already had just got my teaching certificate. So I went back and finished 12 hours to get my rank two. And then I was 12 college hours short of having my rank one, my plus 30. So I went back for that and I got my plus 12. But then I was two classes short of having my second master's. So I went ahead and got my second master's. So needless to say. I got an undergrad in sports management, a certificate in special education, then I have two master's degrees. I have a master's in special ed, then a master's in teacher as a leader. Um, you know, and, and it's all, it was, that was given to me by the avenue of sports that I say, you know, it's not, sports is not what defines me, but it definitely gave me an avenue to, to find the classroom and to be successful. School, school was not overly difficult for me, but I, I wasn't a fan of it. But at the end of the day, you know, the sports gave me the discipline that I needed to stay, do what I needed to do in class. And it gave me the opportunity to impact people and, and talk. And, and, and it's something that I, that I really have enjoyed and, and how I've ended up where I'm at now. That's a fantastic story, Coach, to go from, you know, not having any idea where you wanted to do or what you wanted to do uh, to turn around and have, you know, now you've got all that education and everything else. That, that's a great, great backstory, Coach. Calvin? Jump in here. Why don't you ask a question, too? So, yeah, Coach Fletcher, you talked a second ago, you know, about sports, how it, you know, led into your public uh, school teaching. But how did – what aspects of your public education helped mold you into the person you are today? I would I would have to say the, the teachers that are that were involved in, in my career. Um, you know, I can go back and, and I can think of teachers that really had, you know, major impacts on me uh, growing up. Um you know, I had I had my, my first male teacher in school was second grade. I had Mr. Finch. Mr. Finch was awesome, man. He 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 really, really pushed me to, you know, and it's like, oh, you were in second grade. But he really, you know, he brought out the best in me and, and helped me become, you know, a whole lot more focused on what I wanted to do. And then I looked to, you know, middle school. I was blessed with some very good teachers. Um, you know, I talked about Mr. Sandlin and Mr. Sandlin was my history teacher when we were in middle school and then he was a principal and then another teacher that made an impact eighth grade. I had Mr. Ravenscraft, Dave Ravenscraft, you know, his dad was the principal at the high school for a long time. And and he was the one I still remember this, the five point essay. God, we, he beat that, that organizer into us. And at the end of the day, 
what I learned in eighth grade English helped me become the writer that I, that I still am and that I still teach and using the graphic organizers and things like that. And, you know, I get into the high school side of things and that's where, you know, you make, make a lot of, uh, you know, relationships with coaches and, and other people and, and, and they help develop the young man you are today. You know, in football, I played football at Coach Getz. Um, Coach Getz was, was, was very, very disciplined, very, very regimented. And, and he got the most out of his players at all times. And, you know, I, I have a, nothing but respect for the man. And, and, you know, I love running into him now and talking to him. But that guy, you know, he taught me, you know, the discipline that it takes to, to survive things, to, you know, that his running programs were always difficult. These were always, but, but he always was very even keel with his, with his discipline and he stayed fair and true. And then I look at like people like Jeff Bessiger, you know, Mr. Bessiger, still a teacher here. He was very early in his career. He was, he was teaching and, and coaching and, and, you know, he, he took the time to get to know me on a personal level. And to this day, you know, I'm still friends with him and his family and his wife and, and, and we go out and, you know, it's, it's just really, really awesome. You know, I've been fortunate enough to coach his kids through and, and guys like him made positive impacts on me which in turn led me to, I, you know, I had the same yearning that I wanted to make the same positive impacts on kids. And when we go out in public to see these kids that you coached five, 10, 12 years ago and hear their success stories and see them grow up and have families and, and, and do all that. It's, 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 it's really, 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 really awesome. I, I love that. Cause I can think of a lot of similar stories from my, when I grew up and where I uh, played ball and, and where I, you know, went to school and, you know, it's the same way when you when you go and you see them well after the fact, eyes light up and they want to tell you how well they're doing. And that's such a unique experience as a teacher that you get to share uh, with those kids and you get to share in their successes because you feel like you had a small part in that play, in that plan. And so that's fantastic. Calvin, what else you got for coach? Yeah, um, so when you think back on your experience in public school, are there any specific instances or relationships that stand out to you of having a significant impact on your success since graduating? Yeah, I mean, I, I go back and I can think, I can name a lot of teachers. Um, you know, I had a, I had a very good sophomore English teacher. He was very um, he was into I think he was in charge of the drama when I was in school. Um, name was Dan Davies and Mr. Davies. Um, he took Shakespeare for a 15, 16 year old boy and made it interesting. I can remember in his class, him reading and acting out every part of a play that that sounds like gut wrenching and horrible when I think back, but, but he spent the time and he spoke in a different voice for every character and he made it a lot of fun. And I can remember, I learned so much about Shakespeare from that guy. And to this day, I still enjoy live theater and, and enjoy going and doing those things. And I think without him putting that kind of, you know, experience in, into me, I, I, there would never be that true appreciation for the finer arts of things and, and, and things like that. And I look back like Miss Conley, I had her for a senior English teacher and she was very, very difficult. Um, uh, you know, and I don't mean that in a negative thing. She was that she had high standards and high expectations and you met them and she pushed me outside my comfort zone to become the student that I was. And, you know, those are the kind of people that I think back that have, have made me do that because of them pushing me outside my comfort zone and making me, you know, get to where they think they, they feel like that I should be, not where I want to be, because, you know, every kid, they want to take the easy route and get done as quickly as possible. And, and, People like her didn't let that make that be possible, you know, and I'm sure I'm forgetting people from over the years, but there was a lot of people that, that really pushed me to be a better student and, and got more out of me than, than I ever knew that was there. 
You referenced a little bit ago, Coach, about how when you retired from baseball, you wanted to be, uh, you know, a good dad and you wanted to um, give back. And, and that's going to be where we take these next couple questions. And so what advice would you give to a parent who is choosing the education path for their child? Because you've got two children that are in the Campbell County school system, correct? Yes, I, I have a I have a freshman. Parker is 15. And then I have um, a sixth grader. Beckett is 12. Um, you know, both, you know, I always say that no, no two kids are alike. And, and I could say that for my own, both very, very different children, you know, different, you know, a lot of their likes are similar because that's how you're raised, but, but very, very different in personality and nature of the kid that they are. But that being said is, is, you know, there was never really an option to me to, to look outside the box. Um, you know, Parker went to preschool at St. Mary's because there was no other real options. And, you know, they, they were real hard to press to go there. And, you know, and I think that our Catholic educations and our parochial schools, they have some very good educational experiences. But to me, what we offer as a public school, and especially in the Campbell County School District, the amount of offerings that they have for kids, whether we need to meet the lower end, the higher end or the middle of the road, just the opportunities that they have is just endless and incredible. I look at you know, the number of AP courses that we offer at the high school. I look at the number of different classes they take as middle school. And there's no way that smaller schools have the, the resources to be able to offer that stuff. And, you know, here we are, we're paying school fees, which is very marginal, comparatively speaking, and our kids are getting top-notch education. I look at the high school or ACT scores up over 21 on average for all students. And, you know, that that's including everybody. That's, and it's, you know, I, I can't say enough about the teachers that we have, the principals, administration that we have in place in, in our public schools that we push our kids to get to the next level. You know, and it's it's not just scraping by. Like I look back that when I was in school, you know, there was teachers that took extra time on me just to push and get more out of me. And I think that's what makes the experience so awesome is that there is those people and there'll always be those people. And there's still people, there's new students coming, the new teachers coming and you see all, you know, and, and now we're in a virtual world and, and it is so, so different than, I mean, I just watched teachers and some of the stuff that they've come up with and some of the things. And it's like, you know, the tireless countless hours that they put in, it's, it, it, it you know, nothing really ceases to amaze me anymore at, at at how much effort that people put in to to make our students, to make our kids be successful members of our society and, and, you know, just meeting kids where they are. I can't say enough about the public school system, you know, and and at the same time, you know, when I when I left from traveling, I wanted to come home and I wanted to be a dad. And, and you know, and, and that's like I wanted to be a family man. And I think that that's not true for every kid. Every kid doesn't have that that nuclear family at home. Um, and, and I think that. Teachers, a lot of times in the schools, they, they take roles of moms and dads, brothers and sisters and, and other people. And, and, you know, kids look up to them. And it's I, I think that in the public school setting, you you have all kinds of kids from different abilities, from different socioeconomic status to, you know, it's very diverse population. And, and the teachers and experiences you have, I you know, I can't reiterate enough on how, how positive those are. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more because my kids have been on the same path, different elementary schools, but going through the same school systems and what, you know, I've, I've been a, a big proponent, a big fan. And I think everything has gone well. Um, so thank you for sharing that coach. Calvin, do you have one more question for him? Yeah. You talk about you being a coach and, you know, giving back and everything. So what, uh, as a product of the public school, what drives you to give back 
to your local school and or district? I, I think it's, you know, I, I have pride in my, my hometown. Like this is where I'm from. This is, this is who I am. Like my kids have grown up and gone through here. You know, I've looked over the years at, at, at different job opportunities and different things that have come, come my way. And it's like, you know, well, what, what makes me want to leave my, my hometown? What makes me want to leave? You know, I'm personally invested in, you know, I, like I said, I, I grew up on Poplar Ridge, which is about a mile and a half from Campbell County middle school. And, um, you know, now I live in Campbell County and my kids are in Campbell County and it's like, um, I, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's who I am, but, but it is definitely, it's definitely a piece of what I'm about. And, and it's not just in coaching, not just in athletics. Like I truly enjoy being a member of this community. Um, I truly enjoy being a member of the staff at the high school and, you know, and I, and I love working events. I love not just any event, any outside event. I love seeing the people, talking to people. I've met some pretty awesome people. I've been given some pretty awesome opportunities just over the years of just meeting people and, and, and getting to know parents and getting to know, you know, different coaches and, and their families. And it's, you know, I, I can't reiterate enough that it's, it's, I enjoy working with kids and there's no better way to give back than, than to the same community, the same people that gave so much to me. Coach, that's fantastic. I couldn't agree with you more. I, you know, one of the things I love hearing you share are stories of people that you grew up with, kids that you see out, and you know the the all the positive stories that come out of that and like you just said it's a byproduct of the relationships and you know you and i are both trying to do the same things and so i appreciate your time thank you for sharing your journey and uh hopefully the audience likes hearing your journey as well so thank you coach thank you coach thanks calvin thank you calvin good job buddy thank you mm -hmm.